It's Welcome to the Weekly Wrestling News with your host, Doc Manson. What's going on, Internet? My name is Doc Manson, and you're listening to the Fake Wrestling News. This week in our top story, we provide a dramatic reading of the recent meme parody, Orton, repercussions of booking, and provide some historical context of the origins of the original meme on which this one is based. But first, the fake wrestling headlines that you care about. This week, it is being reported that the beleaguered professional wrestling promotion Total Nonstop Action is up for sale. Reports indicate that the promotion may be so deep in debt that it will be unable to produce its premier annual pay-per-view event, Bound for Glory. For those unfamiliar with TNA, this is sort of like if WWE were unable to pay the bills to produce WrestleMania, but try to imagine that the entire production were a bit less like WrestleMania and a bit more like a hot dog truck. A run-down hot dog truck with only two wheels. Uh, no wait, correction. A rundown hot dog truck with only two wheels and no hot dogs. More like that. Potential buyers for TNA are rumored to include the owners of Ring of Honor, Sinclair Broadcasting, and the frontman for the band Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan. And of course, the billionaire CEO of the WWE, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. When asked how one goes about winning a bidding war against Vince McMahon, Corgan responded, Well, you don't. In light of this news, we here at the Weekly Wrestling News are able to confirm that the only credible buyer for TNA Wrestling is the billionaire CEO of the WWE, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Further, we would like to be the first to offer our condolences to recent TNA acquisitions, Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes. To paraphrase The Undertaker, may your careers rest in peace. This week's Weekly Wrestling News is brought to you by IT. Yes, IT. The gift that all of your friends are clamoring to drink in. Give the gift of IT. In general news, Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton clashed for a second time this weekend, engaging in a rematch of their SummerSlam contest at a Chicago house show. Reports from the Chicago arena indicated that the general reaction to this match was much the same as the first, which is to say, no one cared. On NXT this week, General Manager William Regal announced the return of the Dusty Classic, which as fans know, is a 16-tag team single elimination tournament. On the show this week, it was revealed that the current plan for the tournament does not include former NXT tag team champions Blake and Murphy. However, the tournament will include non-established tag teams like Hideo Itami and Kota Ibushi, and Bobby Roode teaming with Ty Dillinger. Once again, it seems as though NXT Creative will use the Dusty Classic to further their singles division and not their tag team competitors. That's not a joke, that's just sad. Hideo and Ibushi. All the way. Woo. WWE's flagship show, Raw, received its lowest television rating since 1996. This was largely due to strong competition going up against Monday Night Football and the United States presidential election debate. 
there are some reports of brand confusion also contributing to the low rating. Reportedly, when viewers turned on their television and saw two people in suits insulting each other and making thinly veiled threats of violence, those fans did not realize that they had accidentally tuned into the presidential debate. Our second sponsor this week is Box. For just $9.99 a month, you can sign up and have WWE superstar Zack Ryder send you boxes full of memorabilia from his illustrious career. This month's featured item is a picture of Kane rolling Ryder off the raw stage while seated in a wheelchair, and a random assortment of Ryder's broken dreams and aspirations. Go to RyderBox.com now to sign up. This week on Raw, Sheamus and Cesaro were featured in three segments in which the fallout from their Best of Seven series was addressed. Despite despising one another, Raw General Manager Mick Foley united the unfriendly duo, forcing Sheamus and Cesaro to form the next great odd couple tag team. We're now receiving reports that this storyline will also be the jumping off point for our brand new sitcom to debut on the WWE Network. Cesaro will star as a fastidious hypochondriac photographer that, in the wake of a pending divorce, has to move in with his acquaintance and slovenly sports writer, Sheamus. Hilarity is promised to ensue in the WWE Network's completely original program, The Mismatched Pair! As if anticipating the low ratings this week, the first hour of Raw featured rematches from Clash of Champions. Roman Reigns again defeated Rusev to retain the United States Championship, and Dallas and Anderson yet again lost to the New Day. At this point, it has become clear that Creative has no intention of promoting Gallus and Anderson in any meaningful way. I would joke about how Gallus and Anderson are now the Ascension of Raw, but even the Ascension won a match this week. Come on, WWE! Throw these guys a bone! Also this week, Bailey competed in a mercifully quick match against a relatively unknown female competitor, Anna Fields. Between Braun Strowman, Nia Jax, Bo Dallas, and Bailey, we can now confirm that Raw is the number one contributor to the ongoing national squash shortage. We beg you, WWE, with the Halloween season nearly underway, won't you please think of the gourds? Cruiserweight champion TJ Perkins debuted at Clash of Champions, successfully defending his title against the Brian Kendrick. At the event, Perkins also debuted his video game-centric entrance graphics and Mega Man-inspired music. The following night on Raw, it became clear that the Mega Man undertones were not limited to his music, as Perkins defeated Tony Nese, utilizing Kendrick's Captain's Hook maneuver. No word yet in regards to which signature maneuver Perkins has absorbed from defeating Nice, but we can confirm that the overworld map has moved Perkins one stage closer to Dr. Wily's castle. We now present this week's top story, a new segment here in the Weekly Wrestling News, which we call, And Now You Know. The following is a dramatic reenactment of a meme that appeared on Twitter this past Tuesday night during SmackDown Live. Orton, repercussions of booking. Randy Orton waited. The lights above him blinked and sparked out of the air. There were Wyatts in the base. He didn't see them, but had expected them now for years. His warnings to Colonel Cena were not listened to, 
and now it was too late. Far too late for now, anyway. Randy was a space marine wrestler for 14 years. When he was young, he watched the ring and he said to Dad, I want to be in the ring, Daddy. Cowboy Bob Orton said, No! You will be pinned by Wyatt's. There was a time when he believed him. Then as he got older, he stopped. But now in the Cleveland base of the WWE, he knew there were Wyatt's. This is Cena, the radio crackered. You must fight the Wyatt's. So Randy gotted his RKO and blew up the wall. He is going to pin us, said the Wyatt's. I will kick him, said the Eric Rowan, and he fired the big boot. Randy RKO'd at him and tried to pin him. But then the ring bell rang, and they were trapped and not able to pin. No! I must pin the Wyatts, he shouted. The radio said, No, Randy, you are the Wyatts. And then Randy Orton was a Wyatt. For those that don't recognize the text, it's an updated version of a meme, originally written about the computer game Doom. The fan fiction, Doom, Repercussions of Evil, was originally published on June 25th, 2002, on the website fanfiction.net by author Peter Chimera. The story describes the experiences of John Stalvern, a space marine whose base is overrun by demons. The story was eventually removed from the site by moderators due to poor spelling and grammar. As with everything on the internet, nothing is ever truly removed, and Doom, Repercussions of Evil, has persisted, and its legend has grown to this day. And now, you know. This week on SmackDown Live, commentator David Otunga finally finished his story about his conversation with Rikishi. We're reporting on this development because we said we would, but rest assured that the story's payoff was just as uninteresting as Otunga himself. Also on SmackDown Live, it was revealed that Heath Slater has moved his family into a double-wide trailer and has finally finished construction of his above-ground pool. Witnesses report that the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Slater and Rhino, celebrated with a rousing game of Marco Polo. Randy Orton continued his ongoing feud with Bray Wyatt in a series of cinematic backstage segments that we here at the Weekly Wrestling News have termed the Bray Witch possibly the Blair Wyatt. The segments were well-received by fans, and spoiler alert, it is being rumored that the eventual payoff will see the camera zoom out to find that a bloodied Randy Orton is actually still laying in the ring at SummerSlam with Brock Lesnar towering over him. On Twitter, WWE Vice President Paul Levesque congratulated the Bellas, Nikki and Brie, on being featured on the cover of Muscle and Fitness magazine. Seeing the sisters side by side, it has never been more apparent that the sisters can now barely pass as identical twins. Still, the magazine was an excellent opportunity to cross-promote both SmackDown Live and the new reality television show, Total Bellas. The cover also serves as a reminder that Nikki Bella herself remains two of the best reasons why SmackDown is superior to Raw. Finally, we have some breaking news to report. 
former WWE superstar and current producer Jamie Noble was hospitalized this week after being stabbed outside of his home located in a West Virginia trailer park. Word is that Noble is in stable condition and is expected to make a full recovery. There is no joke here, but we would like to repeat that Jamie Noble lives in a trailer park in West Virginia. Once again, Oscar Wilde is proven correct, as life imitates art far more than art imitates life. And with that, ladies and gentlemen of the internet, we have come to the end of yet another episode of The Weekly Wrestling News. Until next time, this is your host, Doc Manson, signing off. If you enjoyed this broadcast, you may also want to check out DDT Wrestling, a weekly podcast in which myself, Doc Manson, and DC Matthews cover the latest happenings in the world of professional wrestling. DDT Wrestling can be found on iTunes or your podcast directory of choice. Please take a minute to leave us a review. We sincerely appreciate it. Please take two minutes of your time to share our shows with two of your friends. Word of mouth is the primary way that we grow our audience. Also, if you have two additional minutes and a couple of bucks to spare, please check out ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash New Age Insiders, where you can purchase the DDT Wrestling t-shirt. Finally, send us an email at DDTWrestling at gmail.com or connect with us on Twitter at Doc Manson and at DC Matthews NAI. Until next time, this has been the Fake Wrestling News.